Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. And I'm really excited to have Garland Favorito on. He's a man who's been on our, our broadcast before, and he has a tremendous understanding of the issue of honesty and integrity in elections. Garland, I got to tell you, I was almost afraid to call you and bring you on because I just, I'm just so hoping everybody's weary of the lack of election integrity. It just bums us out, quite frankly. And I hope you're going to tell me, Jim, there's nothing to talk about because everything was handled with perfection and then with honesty and integrity. That's what I'm hoping, Garland, but uh, that may not be the case. So, Garland, uh, tell us what you can. Uh, did the election go okay or what? Did we have problems again? And uh, in Georgia, and then I don't know if you can give me updates on Nevada and Arizona. It's kind of stunning to me that these people can't get their act together and have a report by Tuesday night to the nation and their own state. That yeah. is inexcusable to me. But Garland, let's go to you. Thank you for being on with How did it go in Georgia? And then how did it go? How is it going as near as you can tell in Arizona and Nevada? Do we have reason for concern? Well, yes, you do, Jim. Uh, I'm not, you, since you mentioned uh, the, uh, Arizona, basically, that they are out there, they've made no uh, major progress in counting in the last 24 hours. Yesterday, they were at 67%. Today, they're still at about 70%. There's been very little movement. Uh, and uh, it's pretty disturbing because it doesn't take that long to finish uh, calculating out there. So there's something really, really wrong uh, with, uh, there's a lot of concern that the counts are being delayed so that ballots can be manufactured and inserted into the elections out there in Arizona. Uh, we saw in 2020, uh, thousands, thousands of, of um, envelopes that had no signature whatsoever, ballots should have been rejected. We saw thousands more that had squiggly marks that would not pass uh, certification. Those ballots should have been rejected. Uh, there's something really seriously wrong uh, there. Um, it, uh, everything was looking like that, at least at a minimum, uh, Kerry Lake and Mark Fincham were going to uh, basically overcome very, very small deficits. They have been closing down on them. Suddenly the counting is stopping. Uh, this is like a repeat of, of the 2020. And uh, right. it's looking like the same thing is going to happen again. Lots of concern, uh, not only about Maricopa County, but also Pima County in, in Tucson. Uh, and uh, one or two other counties are uh, of great concern out there. That's all we know uh, pretty much about Arizona, but everything has been still uh, for uh, the last uh, 24 hours, reasonably still, and we don't really have much more from the election officials in Arizona. Um, it's just inexcusable to hear. I, it just grieves me to hear we have, as a nation, we're in that kind of condition. That's so unacceptable. Let's go to Nevada, uh, Clark County. Do you know anything on that? I know, know that's way outside your bailiwick of Georgia, but are you hearing anything from Nevada? Um, Jim, I wasn't able to get much of a um, 
uh, an update on that uh, the race out there. Of course, the there was there's quite a few uh, uh, as as you showed on the in the show uh, last week. Quite a few uh, conservative and Christian principled candidates are in play there, uh, and we do not really have much of an update there either. Um, the um, uh, the last I heard, the uh, senatorial candidate Al Maxalt was in had a fairly significant lead, uh, but uh, that there were still a hundred thousand ballots uh, left to count, and those were mail-in ballots. And the thing that's of grave concern there is that Nevada automatically mails ballots out to voters whether or not they have requested them or not. So it's a, a pretty uh, volatile situation because you have a lot of ballots uh, mailed and they could be returned and they could be counterfeit, uh, you know, voted by voters who are not really eligible, all sorts of problems there. Nevada is one of the only states in the country that will send mail out mail-in ballots out without a um, without a uh, an application request being processed. Uh, pretty disturbing there. Um, uh, Adam Axel did have a fairly significant lead in that race, uh, but with a hundred thousand mail-in ballots left to count, uh, that could dwindle. Uh, in the next uh, a few hours or in the next day. Remarkable, remarkable. It's just, again, so disappointing to hear this kind of inefficiency and, and then the potential uh, for, for corruption that, that could crowd in on that kind of a system, mailing out like that. Well, let me take this right to Georgia then, because I know you know Georgia backwards and forwards. Did the election go well in Georgia in terms of uh, honesty and transparency, or do we have reason for, for being concerned? And of course, the whole nation, that's going to end up being a, what, $200 million or more poured into that state for December 6th for the runoff. So what can you tell me about the Georgia election? Well, Jim, unfortunately, I saved the worst for last. Uh, the I'm going to focus in on the Senate race, and I'm going to show you what I'm about to show you is occurring um, all over the country in different states. And what I'm gonna show you a graph. And I think that the, the listeners will be able to see this graph. This is the, the Senate uh, race between uh, Herschel Walker and Ralph, Raphael Warnock. Uh, this particular graph is, uh, you can see up here as uh, pretty much this came from Jeff O'Donnell, and this is going to show over time. What we're going to look at here is time. This is the time period. Here are the number of votes. So um, what we're looking at is a graph called the Edison line feed. This is the uh, graph. And the way, the way that elections are processed, and I'll give you how they're processed in Georgia, but uh, which is the different states can do different things. But in Georgia, the counties um, basically compile their results. They export them 
well, I'll go see, I'll give you the whole process because I think the listeners might find this interesting. The scanners uh, scan ballots. The ballots uh, then, uh, once they're scanned, they are they are uh, formed or created into a what we call a TIFF tagged image file format image. It's a digital ballot image. That image is then translated into a cast vote record and inserted into the database. And the database, then uh, that uh, record is exported onto a memory stick. The memory stick is then taken out of the election server and placed in a web server that is updated to the um, uh, a group called SOE Software out of Tampa, Florida, that's owned by CIDL. They then feed this to the Edison line feed uh, for distribution to all the news media. And bizarrely enough, they feed that to the um, Secretary of State's office. So the Secretary of State's office doesn't get their results from the county, they get it from the, uh, the, from the state. And uh, I'm sorry, from the uh, CIDL or from the, so the Secretary of State's office, instead of getting their results directly from the county, they get it from this um, intermediary called SOE software, which is owned by a CIDL Spanish firm. So I do have a diagram that I can uh, send you and show you about all this. But what I wanted to show you about this graph is you're seeing here, uh, and this is very typical of what we're seeing nationwide in a lot of strange races. You'll see here as we start off, we have Raphael Warnock in the blue line and Herschel Walker on the red line as you can see here. Um, before I go further, did, is, did I, is everything fairly clear so far or do I need uh, to elaborate? Yes. No, we can, uh, I, so far it's clear, I think. Okay, so in every race that we see, in every state, we always see that the Democrat starts out with a lead. Uh, here we have, uh, if I'm reading this right, 400,000, so votes. So this is about a 100,000 vote lead out of the box. We see this every single time. Uh, in this case, Raphael Warnock is, has this 100,000 lead. And each time we have intermediate results posted. This is what we call a fairly normal looking um, uh, interim results. Each one, each little blip represents an interim result over a given time period. Uh, this is not unusual. Uh, so we go on up here. As you can see, Herschel is Walker is closing in on Ralph Warnock and actually uh, basically catches him. And this is at about nine o'clock on election night. Suddenly, there is a boost, a huge boost for Raphael Warnock. And um, this boost is, is uh, from uh, 100 and, uh, excuse me, that's about 150,000 votes there. And suddenly it boosts to about 250,000. So that is a 100,000 vote sudden burst with um, Herschel Walker receiving about 50,000. So 
this is really unexplained. Uh, excuse me, I'm actually making this as, yeah, I think this is wrong. This is right. This, that's actually representing uh, 1,100,000 to 1,300,000. So it's almost a 200,000 boat burst, about 183,000 to be exact, and 50,000 for Warnock. I can show you the actual numbers as well. We have them all in a spreadsheet or a table, but I thought you'd rather see the graph. But that's basically what the graph sees. So we've been seeing this trend in different states uh, around the country. And suddenly- Can I pose a question? Yeah. And, then, and, and if this breaks your flow, then ignore my question. You're going to cover it later. Could it be, uh, I'm just going to think, like I, I assume some people might be thinking, that uh, some of the urban areas that vote heavily Democratic uh, some of the urban areas, inner city areas, suddenly come through with their vote at that time, which might give uh, the Democratic uh, candidate considerably more votes. Is that a possibility? Or yes, is this yes, Jim, absolutely. And this is what you see down here. This is the normal flow. Now, this represents an urban area, most likely, and you'll see Ralph Warnock uh, vote totals increase. Uh, in proportion to Herschel Walker, this is a normal uh, situation that where it would be exactly what you just described. Okay, um, that's the early early on that you're saying, but the, the outlier is uh, is in the fact that it, all of a sudden late at night, here comes this huge burst. Is that what you're saying? Right. You don't, a burst like this is not normal. To have some something burst 183,000 to 54,000, you just can't process ballots that fast. So, so here you, this is the normal uh, way. As you see, the Democrats uh, strongholds are coming in here. They're coming in here. As I point the graph, here's the Republican strongholds start coming in. Uh, this is all typically very, very normal. What you what we're seeing all over. Um, the the country is we're seeing bursts like this and i picked this particular race because i know you're interested in it. this is the georgia senate race this is abnormal uh this does not look real by any stretch of the imagination the rest of the graphs look very very real we have ebb and flow with uh republican uh, democrat gains and republican gains democrat and republican so on uh, and you'll see uh, uh, everything looks, here's a normal, uh, where, the way it would normal flow. You see an overtaking, a Ralph Warnock overtaking um, Herschel Walker here. That's typically, uh, that would be a normal uh, vote flow. This is not normal. It appears to be a false injection. The totals were 183,000 to 54,000, uh, 130,000 vote leap for uh, Ralph uh, Warnock, which is actually uh, more than the margin that is um, causing the, uh, this to be going to a runoff right now. Very interesting. Is this, uh, <clears throat> as you know, Garland, I, I have personally followed <coughs> the political realm since age nine, but I had never seen until 20, let's see, 2020, I never seen counting just suddenly stop in battleground states. I don't know midnight or whatever time it was on the East Coast, 
they just stopped counting. And uh, by the time it started, hours later, all of the numbers had changed dramatically for for Biden. And of and, course, that's labeled by Democrats as quote the big lie. And uh, Jim, and, and and Jim, uh, well, it's actually the media that's labeling that, but and the Democrats are polyparroting it. But yeah, so Jim, this is you're right. So that's the same thing we saw in 2020 with Joe Biden. I personally witnessed it in 2020. Uh, an exactly very very similar spike. He got uh, you know 20,000 or more votes in the middle of the night multiple times. Um, so yeah, absolutely right. We've never seen anything like this before, probably in in history, uh, beginning with 2020. Um, Want to show you one more thing. Up here, I'm going to go. This is the uh, it's, it's showing like a 9:45 time mark, but here we see the votes going down for Herschel Walker, uh, but the votes do not go down for Raphael Warnock. This is another impossibility. This represents about 23,000 votes. We believe it's 23,411. Uh, our, our volunteers picked this up on the newscast at, at uh, about 10, uh, 10.05 or so, about 20 minutes after this actually happened and the news started reporting it. Uh, no explanation for why any, any votes should be going down uh, in, uh, in any state. Um, there is a case where a county could back out some votes, but if, you, if that happened, and, and, you know, and they wanted to reapply them, you would see both candidates' totals going down, not just one. So this is another area of concern. Uh, and uh, it, it, it looks like, although it's not conclusive at this time, Jim, but it does have the fingerprints of electronic vote fraud. What, what other, that's pretty astounding that the numbers would drop uh, for just one candidate. Um, what? What would be a any possible legitimate explanation, other than what you've just suggested of a fraud? What could be a legitimate explanation that's left that we haven't uncovered on this? That that why one candidate would suddenly drop? I, I, I that it makes no makes no sense to me. Is people are the counties are reporting in is always going up, not down. Uh, that's right. They should always go up. And like I mentioned before, the only legitimate explanation that I can come up with would be if both candidates' votes dropped, it would mean that the precinct had backed out the results and they want to reapply them. That's extremely, extremely rare, uh, but uh, that could be a possibility. But as, as we were talking, that would have been two, uh, both candidates' votes going down, not one candidate. I can't think of any explanation for one candidate's votes going down. Okay, let me ask this: Is the is the media as it picked up on this? Has the Republican Party of Georgia picked up on this? Is this being discussed, observed, conversed about, or are you kind of solo on this as far as somebody discovering this? Well, um, it, it was actually discovered in uh, Mike Lindell's war room, uh, which I was there the, um, last night and the night before when this was discovered. 
by uh, you know Jeff O'Donnell that you know we had a lot of folks with their eyes on this uh, the electronic reporting. So um, we I have not been able to trace this back to the actual county results yet. We might be able to do this um, in the very near future, but as far as far as I know, Jim, the uh, Republicans are not uh, picking up on this yet. I don't know if they're informed about this. Uh, we'll uh, probably share it with them and see what they think. Uh, as, I, as I know, as it appears that this race is still going to a runoff, um, but I'm even not completely sure about that uh, because there have been changes in the results that indicate that Possibly Ralph Warnock has gotten enough votes to avoid that runoff, but um, it's, it's, and all indications are that it is going to a runoff uh, right now. <clears throat> is you, are you saying you are able to track it to a specific county? To we a specific not, uh, precinct? Or? Uh, we have not been able to do that yet. Uh, we believe that we can get county results, graphs like this. And we'll can try to track down uh, where this bump uh, came in and where the negatives came in. Uh, that's just extremely unusual. Well, Garland, uh, we're going to go to prayer here in a minute. Or is there anything more you want to report before we we pray for God's hand of honesty and integrity in these elections? Uh, anything more you need to share before we go to prayer? Well, we did notice, Jim, that a lot of the scanners in Georgia, at least some, were uh, delivered to the precincts unsealed, uh, which means that they, they could have been tampered with before they got there. Uh, so uh, that's another concern um, that, uh, and this kind of, you know, this these graphs reflect that concern. Um, so uh, there's, I guess you, the only way to really resolve this, Jim, is by, by being able to look at the ballots. And once you can look at the ballots, you can see if they match the election results, the electronic results, and you can detect counterfeits if you uh, basically scan them at a high enough resolution. So these are some of the things that we uh, need to be thinking about and uh, it's just uh, disturbing to, to know that we're going to go into a runoff here with the same problems, the same risk, yeah. and uh, it's <clears throat> unresolved. And just as we went into 2022, they were unresolved from 2020. Now we're going to go from a primary to a runoff and still appear not to be able to resolve the problem. You have, have actual paper ballots. And then is all evidence at this point, I presume, being preserved and not being destroyed by someone? Uh, the evidence for 2022 will be preserved for two years. We are currently filing a lawsuit to preserve the 2020 ballots um, because we believe that we're going to get to look at them. Since we last talked, the Georgia Supreme Court has found, uh, basically confirmed what we knew all along. And that is that every citizen in Georgia has the right to sue any official if they violate the law. Uh, that was uh, uh, basically a norm here in Georgia until 2020, when we had some certain cases that were kicked out on standing. 
Now the Georgia Supreme Court is saying, no, they actually did have standing all along. So we're hoping to go back and look at the ballots and in the, the Fulton County counterfeit ballot case. Um, and then there, we have five or six other cases that are um, that are uh, active right now. Do you do you have legal standing ongoing uh, to file a lawsuit or did, did you say in 2020 that ended? No, we we believe that uh, the Supreme Court is on the verge of over overriding our original oh, okay. dismiss, the original dismissal of that case, and um, and then we do have another lawsuit that we're filing to preserve the 2020 ballot images because the two year uh, cycle on that is is uh, just about to expire. In fact, it actually okay. has, but we have. Carl, I I so appreciate your thoroughness and the calmness of what you. Uh, describe all this. This is a pretty disturbing. See that we haven't made the kind of progress we hope we would have uh, from 2020. We're going to go to prayer right now. Uh, Judy, we've got to see. We've got Tamara to pray. Is that right? And then maybe Belinda. Is that, am I correct um, on that? Belinda is uh, able to make it right now. So. <laughs> okay. So we've got Garland. Thank you so much. Uh, let's go right now to Tamara. And uh, Tamara Seymour, Favorito, if you would lead us in prayer about this. Thank you, Jim. Well, Father, first, I would like to thank you for the calmness on Election Day. Lord, we, as you know, we, we just had such indication that tensions were high, that there was going to be goading of poll watchers. Um, and Lord, as we had prayed that you would surround every precinct with your angels, and we declared shalom over it. Lord, that happened. We thank you, Father, that election day came off without major disturbances in any precincts that were reported. You are a good God, and we thank you that your shalom takes us through. But Father God, as the counting continues here as we've got this one race that's possibly hanging in the balance of, of going to a runoff or maybe not. Lord, I just lift up your word, Ezekiel 45, 8a, and then 9 and 10. And Father, we know you declared this over Israel. But Lord, today, I declare it over Georgia and over America. The land shall be your possession and government officials shall no more oppress my people. Thus says the Lord God, enough, O government officials, remove violence and plundering, execute justice and righteousness and stop dispossessing my people, says the Lord God. You shall have honest scales. Lord, I declare that over the counting that is going on over right now, going over on over with these machines. I declare they will be honest and they will be true. Father, I thank you that you are in this. That as strange things are happening, as Garland explained in Arizona, I thank you, Father, that you are charge your angels into that situation where the counting has stopped for no, or the returns have stopped at least for no good reason that we know of. 
Lord, charge your angels to assist the honest people that are in there. Lord God, we just declare truth over uh, the counting in Arizona. We declare truth over the open races in Nevada. And we declare truth over the races such as the governor's race in Pennsylvania. And we declare truth, honesty, and transparency over the Warnock and Walker race in Georgia. Father, we are declaring here right now, today, that this is not a repeat of 2020. Your people have answered the call. We've stood, we've been involved, and we have prayed. We have let our voices be heard. So, Father, I thank you that you are moving in all of that, and we'll see a change in our elections. We will see a change in righteousness prevailing over evil. And, Father God, I declare. America will be saved in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you so much, Tamara. Thank you so much, Garland. We appreciate this insight. We appreciate the prayer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that WellVersed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep up to date with our latest episodes. Leave us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Thank you for listening to the WellVersed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.